Hallelujah. Come, guys. There is uh, enough space. Maybe next time we can we can move uh, uh, dividers one one row back. That would be uh, right thing to do. But we will have enough space for everyone. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. Amen? Amen. Yeah, truly good. He is truly good. And He is with us. And I don't know how, how about you. I, I feel presence of, of the Lord here. And, and it's, it's not something that we, we like pump it, pump it. And then it's like uh, until certain, uh, you know, uh, repetitions of, of our, you know, holy exercises, we can expect, expect God uh, to be here. No, it's He is here he is here because he loves us, and and he is actually uh, 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 seeking for for uh, for hearts that 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 are ready for him, and I believe that we are uh, the hearts that that, that attract uh, attracts uh, uh, Holy Spirit here, Amen, and uh, and that's that's why we we've been changing. That's why we can we can sense the Holy Spirit here. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for coming and uh, and uh, actually, you know, forming the body of Christ in, in, in here, in this room, in this humble room. But the most important what we have here is the Holy Spirit. And I, I don't know, I can just stand and smile and, and enjoy His presence because He is truly here. And uh, I believe uh, last Friday was a good Friday and Sunday was a good, a good Sunday, right? And we've heard that uh, the Holy Spirit was here, and uh, we definitely can say the Holy Spirit wa- was was there in New York too. So we have uh, we have a great body of Christ that, that filling the whole earth, and uh, we had uh, uh, we've heard testimonies from from uh, preachers uh, uh, from India, and he was sharing also uh, his revelations about about the body of Christ, and and he was. Uh, uh, he was telling stories from uh, other parts of the earth, and and you can you actually listening and you're like, wow, I am a part of the strong army, and no matter what's going on in my life, I'm safe. And Holy Spirit dwells in me; He lives in my heart, and nobody can take Him. No Trump, no Hillary Clinton, no, uh, no any power, any demons, and any, any circumstances cannot take the Holy Spirit from me. And my life, the best part of my life is, is right there. And I just want to focus on that part <laughs> of my life. And, and for that, I have to focus on, uh, on, uh, on today's life. We need to focus on the right things here on earth and this way we can be there and we can uh, enjoy the eternity with him amen and uh, I just I just ask uh, if uh, Dennis and Albina and, and maybe Allah uh, can share some I mean something about the trip and then and then uh, I will preach Dennis um, right, so we went to uh, the Brooklyn Tabernacle, or how did they say it, the Brooklyn, I don't know, I'm not from New York, I don't have that accent, 
the Brooklyn Tabernacle, and uh, we were there for a couple days. You know, it's really interesting that uh, last year we went to uh, Times Square Church around May, April, May, and um, ever, ever since we got back, I felt like God put on my heart to, uh, to, to start kind of looking into the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And, and um, just kind of, because I didn't really know anything about them. But I heard it was a good church. I heard it was, they have a great choir, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, if you guys heard of them. But uh, this church, uh, and so I felt like God put on my heart to, you know, to start, start listening to their sermons, started kind of following them. And I started realizing that this is an amazing church. Um, and I'll kind of just give a little bit of a background on the church itself. The church started about like 1970s, like early 1970s. It started with about like 15, 20 people in a church. And um, God put on the heart of their pastor, Jim Cimbala. He told him, he said, if you teach the people in your church to pray, to call on my name, then, then I will send you so much people that you won't have a building to put them all in. And uh, we go there, and the, the, their church is about 10,000 10, people, um, around somewhere around there. They have three services Three and a half thousand seats, you know, packed. Last service, they had to turn people away because there's not enough seats. And um, you see that God is is there. And and the their prayer services. We went actually. The reason why we went there was for their prayer service. They have. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to imagine, but they have about two and a half to three thousand people coming to prayer Tuesday nights. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much people. It's about two and a half thousand somewhere on there. Maybe maybe three. It was pretty full. We didn't see how much was up, upstairs on the balcony, but uh, just a packed place, and people are praying and calling out to God in New York City. I don't know if anybody's ever been to New York City. And, and, and anyone's ever been there? Brooklyn, New York City? All right, some of you guys. Um, you know, when you go there, you realize it's a dark place. Yeah, you realize it's a dark place, and, and there's a lot, of, a lot of bad stuff there. Not a good place to raise your kids. You know, not a good place, but... Uh, we could see that God is moving in that church. And I'll just kind of share a little bit. I got, I got a lot to share, honestly. I could, I could be sharing for, for an hour. Just, there's so much that I felt God has just been doing in my heart. And I'm just so excited um, kind of what, what happened, what we saw. But you see a church that is really in love with God. You see a church that is, that they don't, they, it's, not, it's not even about the, the, you know, they have a huge choir. They have a, a, a big church, but they do something like during, during the, the, the worship they had, um, just give you an example, during the worship, they had, uh, they're about to start into a song. They're about to start, you know, the, the band is starting to play, and, and they're about to go into the next song, and you hear somebody uh, start praying really loud from the audience. He's praying in tongues, and then he starts prophesying. He gives a prophecy from, from Luke, and, and, and it's powerful. And, and what, was, what was interesting was the worship leader, who's actually the pastor's wife, she kind of stops the whole thing, you know, just to listen to the prophecy, you know, just to hear what God is saying to the church. You know, I don't know many churches that would do that. I, I don't think there are very many, you know, big churches that would stop the whole worship. You have, you know, packed house and they stop the worship to listen to what someone is prophesying. That's like, that's like being led by the Spirit, you know. That's like, being, that's like a New Testament church, um, you know. That's like a church straight from, from Acts. And, and it, was just, it was just, I was just taken, you know, just kind of by surprise. I'm like, wow, they actually, you know, it's not about the performance. It's not about the show. It's about worshiping God. And, you know, you, we listen to, um, 
uh, we had Allah met, um, she knew another lady named Allah that sings there. And we, we after, this, after the prayer meeting, we talked to her for like an hour, or hour and a half or something. We, we talked to her and she just shared about what they do. And, and it's funny that their choir is huge. Everyone knows them for their music. But it's like they don't even care really about the music. It's like their job is to get us to worship, was to get us to worship God. It's like that's what they want to do. And, and they're, they're, before they actually make it to the choir, their pastor says, uh, their, their pastor talks to them and they have like a, a one-on-one meeting. And he says, if you're going to be here, you're going to be here to worship God and to serve the people. Your job is not to sound good, it's to serve the people, to get other people to worship God. And you can feel it. You can feel like there's a love. You could feel like, you know, it says in the Bible that um, this is how you'll know that you are my disciples if you have a love for one another. You can feel that love there. You could feel that they actually care about people. And there are just countless number of just people. I've heard so many testimonies of people that got changed there, that got taken off the street, you know, living on the street, walks into the church. And just, you know, he's a bum, he's, he's doing drugs, doing whatever. And he comes into that place and just gets completely changed. And, and it's like they lift up Jesus at every single service, at the worship songs. Everything that's done is to lift up the name of Jesus. And you're like, man, this, this is like what it's supposed to be about, right? This is what it's supposed to be. This is how church is supposed to be. And, and I mean, I'm not saying we have a great church. I love our church. But just to see a big church, you know, that's normally these churches, you know, it's about the show. It's about the performance. You know, you got to make it sound good. You got to make it look good. But it's not. It's about Jesus over there. And it's not just a, it's not just a, a saying. It's what it is. That's actually what, what they do. Um, and, you know, even like their, their choir practices, they, they, they start with 30 minutes of uh, prayer before. And sometimes their practices turn into prayers and turn into prayer meetings uh, because they're led by the Spirit. And, and, and it's, it's amazing just, just to see that, uh, just to see how God, you know, can move upon a people. And, and it's, not, it's not for, you know, I was challenged, honestly. I was just challenged because... You know, you see everything is done to glorify God. You see everything is done to lift up the name of Jesus. You see everything is done for the glory of God. And I'm like, God, what about me? You know, like it challenged me. Like, man, I want to do things. Everything in my life, I want it to be done for God's glory. Like everything in my life, I want to live in a way where I love people. And you can, you can see it. They love people. They really love people. They, it's not, they're not doing it just to, you know, just to do something and, and have the people just there. They don't, they're not looking to entertain them. They want to help people. Even before the, even before the prayer service, they had, a, they had like for 30 minutes, they were praying for people. And they're like, even before the prayer service started, they're like, okay, anybody that needs prayer, come up. And they had like 20 or 30 people praying. And there's a huge line like to the back of the church of people getting prayed for before the prayer even started. You know, they really care about people. And, and they really care. They love God and they care about people. So simple. And I'm just, I, got, I just got so challenged. Like, man, I want to do that. I want, I, want, I want my life to be like that. You know, and I just, I don't know. I want to just challenge us also, you know, just to live that kind of life where, where, where it's for real. Where we don't just say, yeah, it's for Jesus. No, where we really mean, you know, it is for Jesus. My life really is, to, you know, to, to, to serve God and to serve other people. Um, so... There's so much more I could keep, I keep going, but um, I'm going to stop. Uh, so, amen. I'm, I'm sure. Um, going to the strip, really didn't know what to expect. A, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people were so in love with God there that it was like, 
it, it was very contagious. They just the environment there, just being there was just awesome. And like like Dennis mentioned, like big churches, a lot of times they have like lights or some performance to pump people up. But over there, it it wasn't necessary. Over there, people they're so hungry. They they want God so much. They're crying out to God, no matter what they're going through. They're you can tell they're so sincere. They just want God to move. They want God to do something in their life. They're not there to, to, to look pretty or anything. They're there to connect with God, to receive from God. They're, they're just there for God. And what, when it, what really stood out to me was that their prayer service, um, it starts at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, but they open doors two hours in advance. And... Um, it is because there's a lot of people, but on the other hand, they open at 5, and we came there about like 6-something, 6 6.20, 6.30, and there were people there already praying probably since 5 o'clock, and the prayer didn't even start, and to me that was kind of like, wow, the prayer is in two hours, the official prayer, and people are already praying. They're sitting in their seat, or they're coming down to the altar, and they're just, they're praying, they're crying before God, because they're hungry for God. They come here, they're two hours in advance, and then stay seven and however long the prayer goes. And that was, that was very encouraging. And um, what I really liked, the pastor, when he started leading the prayer, he read from James. He, he was talking about different people, like there's poor people, there's rich people, like basically like discrimination. And um, he said that those that are, he read from James 2, it says that those that are poor, they are rich in, in faith. And it, I kind of knew that, but it, it, it kind of refreshed in my heart. Like, there's a lot of poor people, even in New York, you see there's a lot of bumps. There's a lot of just poor people that they don't have a lot, but they're rich in faith. They're rich in, in God. They know God, and they see God. And that's just very beautiful. You know, it's just... To me, it was very refreshing. This whole trip, I was like, God was there, his presence was there, and that's all I needed. And it was like God renewed my hunger for him. He renewed my mind, and it was just praise God. And I just I want to encourage you guys to see God, to keep pressing in, and God is faithful. Amen. Well, for me, it was, uh, of course, it was very interesting to, oh, to see the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Whoever uh, uh, heard the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, you guys, a lot of you know. Um, well, the choir is very famous because they were even invited into um, inauguration in 2013. They were singing uh, there. But for me, it was like so refreshing to see how in the way sometimes we make it like, oh, you know, it's, they're so professional. We're like far from, from them. It's for us, it's just like no way we can be just like them. But talking to my friend or person that I knew that has been there for nine years, she said like, it's very simple. And you can see, you can see sometimes they, let, let's say on, um, on Tuesday, pastor started a song and he didn't start in the right key. So he kind of like very slowly, he said, okay, to the musician, change the key. They started to sing it, you know, differently. So for me, it was refreshing to see in American church 
simplicity. They are not for show. Even the fact, I like discipline, I like to start on time, but it's, it's a, you know, interesting to see American huge church, you know, 10,000 people, 3,000 each service, that started like five minutes later or seven minutes later, the service. It shows like it's, it's a real human beings there. It's not like, you know, like so, like so rehearsed, so like out of, um, um, like has to be for show. So I I really really enjoyed um, it's it's such a power to sit in the middle of those three thousand people and have choir singing at you like two hundred people choir huge just the power and everybody's singing and to sit right in the middle it just there's a feeling like your heart is just gonna jump out it's for me it was. In our church, it's just I want to encourage everyone. Like, each single voice matters. Each single voice. When we are singing in the congregation, when somebody starts to sing, there's such a power in unity when we sing one song together. It's beautiful. Um, Some other facts. was interesting facts for that huge church. They had only one band of musicians. Musicians, are you here? Can you imagine? They played, so the choir, um, the whole choir, 200 people, they come to church at 9 o'clock in the morning, and they are there until 3. They are required. They are all volunteers. They have their separate jobs. Um, uh, They have a choir rehearsal on Wednesdays. And band plays all three services, plus... Band plays on um, every um, prayer service as well. So it's, and they're all happy. <laughs> they're all happy. I mean, uh, really liked it. Another thing, uh, sometimes people say, you know, what was the negative? Or uh, was there anything negative there? <laughs> um, when we went to Times Square Church, uh, just... Maybe a lesson for us. There is no, have you heard this uh, saying, there is no second chance to make first impression? So, um, and again, in best church, you will see some kind of things that are maybe, you know, not suitable for us or or we don't accept, but it does not mean that the whole church is bad, you know? Um, So we need to be really wise not to, throw the baby out with the water, you know? So we went to the youth service on Friday. Everything was great. Uh, there was about how many people? About 400? Not less? I don't know. I, uh, 250. Um, for a huge church, it's not like huge crowd, but, but it was okay. And there was a pastor. It's a new pastor there. And we all, like, in the same spirit, we saw he had such ripped jeans. You can see his underwear. <laughs> like, so ripped, like, right here, like, huge. The whole upper leg is in, 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 uh, on the knees, like, so ripped. And he's even, I mean, even Josh and Ben, okay, we are older people. Maybe we too concerned, but they were like, oh, no. Um, 
So he would stand with the Bible and read something, and honestly, it just—it was so hard to hear any anything else because I mean, those um, the flesh was <laughs> literally <laughs> manifested so bad. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, later on. The worship was there great. We, we all felt like, you know, very sincere. Um, but this one thing could be, it's like, oh, you know, it's not like, uh, kind of like show or something. That's how we felt. So um, for us, it was also a lesson that when we are on the stage, and I remember I read Bob Sorge's uh, book about the worship, that when we stand, when we stand on the stage... That includes preachers, includes worshipers, anybody. We need to be dressed uh, fashion, it's fine, but not at the latest fashion that, you know, will be so noticed that, you know, you just can't look anywhere else, but you just see that flash or you can see something like so uh, vibrant or whatever. So that, that was for us, it was like a um, really um, good lesson to that uh, one little thing could kind of like and we could not we were so glad that actually actually pastor from Brooklyn Tabern youth pastor from Brooklyn Tabernacle came as a visitor and he was preaching we're like oh good <laughs> so that's it hallelujah <clears throat> I know but our church is the best Amen. our church is the best because uh, we are in this church, and God, not because we are, we are in this church, people that loved by God and led by God, and we have presence of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> Cream and sauce. Mm. Uh, by the way, they don't, they, don't, uh, um, they don't scream cream and sauce in that church. And actually, I was surprised because the church... Um, it's like maybe 75% uh, of the church blacks. And I've been to black churches previously, in different black churches. And you know what? I am surprised that this church, I mean, I've been to, to different churches, black churches, and they all like a fashion, uh, uh, like a fashion what, uh, uh, show, like a fashion show. Like bright, bright um, uh, clothes, like with hats, with, with everything. Like, like, ooh, ooh, wow! I didn't see that this color before. I haven't, I haven't seen uh, the hat like that before. And you, and you like, like going through the church, and it's like you, you forgot where you are. And in this church, can you imagine, like maybe three thousand, uh, three thousand uh, black people in there, and nobody. I, I didn't notice. The, you know, the, 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 uh, the style that everybody... I didn't notice that at all. That everybody was like very, very uh, 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 regular, regular clothes. I was like, look, looks like a uh, job, uh, good job ha has been uh, done in this church. And, uh, and yeah, and, and uh, we asked uh, that other girl that, that sings in the church... Uh, about how to, especially right now, when when like black and white discrimination against each other and blah 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 and the fight, how can you keep 
these people together? How can you bring uh, people of different race and be uh, so brothers and sisters, you know, sincere love be, uh, among, among the whole church? And he said he is constantly rising uh, this matter and, he ri- and uh, constantly, you know, rinsing uh, the people's minds with, with, with the word of God. Because in God, in, in, in Jesus Christ, there is no race. There is no race. There is no poor and, 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 uh, uh, and rich. There is, a, there is a people of God. Uh, and you can be slave to, to like, like we can read uh, in the Bible, <clears throat> uh, letters of Apostle Paul. He writes the same, uh, same letter to, to people who are in slavery. And the same, same letter to people who, who are, uh, uh, are the slave uh, owners. Uh, what, what? Huh? Uh, no, 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 human trafficking. Uh, the, the, the people who, uh, who, owns, uh, uh, who own slaves. Huh? Slave masters. Okay, slave masters. And, uh, and they, they could go together. They can be uh, in the same church at the same time. And worship worship God and, and not be not be uh, angry at each other, but uh, be friends and, and brothers and sisters. And this is great, amen. It's a, it's a, it was a very interesting experience, and uh, and even we we decided to come to to the service on Sunday. Uh, uh, Thirty minutes uh, earlier, right? We've we. We came to different to two different services at eleven and at, at one o'clock, and we came at ten thirty, and we found that there is a there is a, a line uh, uh, outdoor on the streets uh, formed the line, and we have to go around the block to stand in the line, wait at the thirty minutes before uh, before uh, church starts. And and I was surprised that I mean, I remember that only in Pensacola where it was a revival in Pensacola where where people uh, were supposed to stay in in the, in the line and wait till they can get inside of church, and then we 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 were in the line, <clears throat> and uh, in in the front of us it was a family, it was a family, uh, you know they were very shy they were very shy and and. Looks like they, they speak they spoke different language, and uh, and I was like ah, Andre, uh, because Andre is very uh, uh, he's very uh, shy. <laughs> he, no, he's he's very uh, how to say smelly, uh, uh, bold. Yeah, he's very bold. Yeah, he has a gift of of, of that boldness, and I said ah, ask 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 them who uh, what country they from, uh, they are from. And and he's like okay, I was like hey guys where are you from? <laughs> I was like I was like oh, and and the guy one uh, the head of the family the father looks like he is he he was a, a smoking uh, cigarette and I was like oh holy smokes, here you go. <laughs> now I know now I know um, um, that it's true uh, <laughs> probably, and and, uh, and 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 they turn around and it's like oh we are from France from France. I was like, oh, really, really? from France? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, looks like they were they're very shy. Didn't want to talk to people. And I was like, no, if you're from France, I I want to talk to you. And then <laughs> I like to engage uh, after you know Andre, you know, put the uh, yeah 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 establish establish you know the, the relationship. <laughs> And we, we spoke with them, and they actually came to church. Because I was interested, why he's smoking, uh, 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 coming to church? And uh, and uh, appeared that the, the guy who was actually the most uh, open, uh, they had the open heart for, 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 uh, for the church. And uh, they came to church uh, to see, because for him it was... A, uh, as an attraction, because he said in uh, in some kind of uh, uh, guides, uh, uh, tourist guides, it was one of the attractions, uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Church, and they that's that's why they decided to come to church, and we asked them, uh, were you in church before? Like, yeah, he he is a business owner, but uh, in, when he was young, he went to church every Sunday. Now he's uh, they don't they don't go to church because. They're so busy, and we ask where where they live, and they live in Bordeaux, and uh, uh, what kind of business? And he is a restaurant owner of that in that city, and he gave us the name of the restaurant, and he invited us to his restaurant when we uh, could go to France, and we already found that restaurant, and we. We checked it out, and it's a pretty good restaurant. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, and uh, and what? And you know what? When I was at the meeting, when just what meeting started, he, and then we, we got separated in church somewhere, and, and we never see, uh, seen him, seen them. But God put on my heart to pray for for this family. I don't know why, no seriously, and I keep praying for them, and I have a burden for them. Because the France is is one of the nations where there is least churches in Europe. The the godless nation, godless nation. And uh, and I saw uh, I saw the hunger, hunger, no, the hunger in in his heart, in his heart. I saw that. Hunger. He was when he was saying, "Oh, you know, when I was young, uh, we 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 came to church every Sunday, and now, and uh, the message that that they heard uh, on on uh, at that service was was about grace of God. That in order to get righteousness, to become a, a righteous person, to enter." The relationship between you and God, there is nothing you can do to to gain that righteousness. Only through Christ Jesus. So, very simple message. And I will say, this guy, or actually this family, came. Uh, uh, I know that God orchestrated, you know, the whole meeting for them to be to be at, at this church. And I, and I was like, God, and how many families like that in this church? And was was so many people. From Germany, from Switzerland, from from all over the the world, uh, uh, coming to the church, and uh, and praising God. Great experience, super. And uh, when God puts 
puts on your heart to pray for somebody, I know there is a, there is a point and uh, there is a uh, reason. And God, wants, God loves French people too. French people. God lo- loves French. Amen? Maybe one day we will stop, we will go to Bordeaux and, uh, and stop by this guy in a restaurant. They eat some chicken. Hamil. Right? Poyo. No, a French croissant. Yes. Okay. And uh, let's pray. God, Jesus, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you, for, uh, thank you so much for your word. And we really value your word that you gave us and we can read it we can memorize it we can share the word your word uh, between uh, our family between uh, each other and, and we can we can uh, practice this word we can practice this word we can we can proclaim it we can accept it in our hearts and live by this word and we're just asking you we are asking you that you would bring the understanding, the, that you uh, bring the practicality the, of this world in, in our lives. Because without the life in your word, we will become, uh, we will become like, like priests of the days of Jesus Christ when they had the word of God but were not but they were not alive they were dead they could not recognize uh, your presence as the king of kings as the savior of the world and they missed it and we are the people and we have bibles we have word of god and we want this world this this uh, uh, your word to be alive in our, in our lives, to be alive in us, in our church. And we're just asking you, Holy Spirit, anoint this word. Anoint what we read, what we memorize, what we proclaim. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, if we can open, open our Bibles... your Bible, you don't have to wait until your iPad, you know, uh, turns on, right? <laughs> when you have hard copy. Right? <coughs> That's what happened. It's a good lesson for me. 
Amen. And it is, uh, you can open it in Exodus chapter 34. One through, uh, one through ten. Exodus thirty-four, one through ten. Okay. The Lord said to Moses, "Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on." on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready in the morning, and then come up on Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hand. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty and punished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshipped. Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, Forgive our weakness, uh, wickedness and our sin and take us to inheritance. The Lord said, I am making a covenant with you before all you people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. That's it, until 10. It's, uh, it's actually a passage very packed with, with revelations. With revelations. If you just start thinking of what, uh, what happened there, it's, uh, it's you know historical moment. And uh, this is something that show, shows us you know, the quality of relationship between man and, and God shows us qualities that we need to have. And, uh, and there is some, some secrets uh, hidden in, in this passage. And uh, 
the first of all, uh, the first verse says, the Lord said to Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on first tablets, which you broke. So we can see that God commands Moses do something, right? Something with tablets. And we, we, I mean, the whole world knows the two tablets, right? In some places you can see that, the, not the copy, that actually the, um, what, the images of the tablets in, uh, in the city halls and, and uh, in churches, in, uh, in our bookmarks, uh, or bookmarks? Bookmarks. And, uh, you know, but it, it took actually place uh, somewhere in the history. And, uh, uh, but when you read, what is the tablets? What, what are the tablets? What is a tablet, a uh, stone tablet? And when you go to a new, uh, not necessarily to new, actually, yeah, to New Testament, Second Corinthians 3, uh, 2 through 6, uh, Apostle Paul writes, You yourself are our letter, written on the, heart, on the hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of, of human hearts. So, we have a totally different twist with, uh, 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 with the use of the same words. Tablets, stone tablets. It says that the tablets uh, represent the heart of, uh, of, of the humans. The human heart. And uh, and when you go back, you can see you can see uh, you know what God was doing to that to the tablet uh, to the stone tablets. Basically, we can uh, we can compare with our hearts. We can compare what God can do uh, to us in in, in in our lives. And uh, actually, second uh, second. Um, uh, actually, third scripture that or passage I want to share is uh, Proverbs seven uh, one through uh, through three, where Solomon writes, "My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the." Apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Again, Solomon is actually saying the same tablet, the stone tablet or tablet, but of your heart. There is a uh, uh, example or yeah, there is an example of of the tablet 
uh, we can use today. We, 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 don't, we don't do that here today, right? It, Moses did it. But today, what, it, what this passage actually teaching us, that we have tablets. And our hearts are, are, are the tablets. And then I, I just want to show what I saw when I, when I was reading this, uh, this passage. When I was reading the Bible, uh, it was probably, what, uh, uh, last month we were reading this, or actually in the beginning of this month. Um, uh, it, it stood up to me. It was like, was like a revelation for me. And I just want to share it with you. Okay? Bind them on your fingers. Write, uh, uh, write them on tablet of your heart. There's two things. Actually, two things. Who writes on the tablets? Bible said that God writes on the tablets, right? Right? But here in, uh, in Proverbs, it says, Write on the tablet of your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teaching, teachings as the apple of your eye. So it's basically saying what, what, do we, what we need to do with, with the Word of God. We have the Word of God. What do we need to do with it? And um, it's actually talking about apple of your, of your eye. For example, uh, if you would, if we would write down, for example, hand, ear, cheek, your, ha- your, your leg, or other parts, uh, visible parts of your body, and then uh, eyeball, and then I would ask you, which part would you protect the most? Honestly. Which part of the body you would protect the most? Which, which part of that, uh, you know, from that uh, uh, list you would say, you know what, I would protect the most? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want me, uh, uh, I wouldn't want anybody to, you know, to sting, stab, my, for example, my, my, my arm. That's the most important part of my life. Uh, or of my, of my body. Most sensitive, probably most important. I would protect my hand. Or, or what? No, heart is in, in, internal. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying uh, the external. Face, okay, nose, ear, or eyes. You know what? When it comes, I, would, I, I know f- for sure that you would protect your eye. Have, have you ever experienced when somebody gets in, in, in your eye? It's, it's much more painful than if, if somebody, you know, the pinch uh, your, your ear or, or your, your hand, right? Or your arm. It's mu- That's why actually uh, uh, Solomon says, uh, the guard my teaching as the apple of, uh, of your eye. So this is probably the I, we would probably close close our eyes. That's why we have these things. 
you know. And I experienced so much time, I mean, so, so many times when I couldn't even think of something is getting close to my eyes and my, my uh, what, what is? I lay closest by itself. Did you, did you have that experience? And you cannot even just see anything to process in your brain, but brain already processed and it's like, it closed. It's like, oh man, how could I, how, how could I you know, react that fast? God created that because this, these things are very important in your life. Very important. And because of the Bible says you have to guard the teaching as the apple of your eye. Or be very careful with that. And write them on the tablet of your heart. Who should write it? You. We should do something with, with, uh, with our hearts. Okay, who does, uh, actually, who works on, on, on our heart? Who, work, uh, who works on our heart? You or God? You or Holy Spirit? Both, exactly. You and the Holy Spirit. And that what we, that's what we see in, uh, uh, in, in the story of Moses. Because in, in Corinthians, it says... Um, it says, uh, <laughs> He has made us competent as ministers of new, coven, uh, new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives, gives lives. And, and before that, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of, of human human hearts and it says the Holy Spirit writing with, not with ink but with the Holy Spirit of the living God with the Holy, but with the Spirit of the, of the living God so basically we are in the process we, we have to make ready our hearts and we have to do something from, from our side and then God's doing something from, from his side and back to story Story starts that God wants Moses to go up in the mountain. Be ready in the morning and then come up, uh, come up on Mount Zion. Present yourself to me. Present yourself to me. So we, God gives us command. We have to go up and present ourselves to God. Okay, for, what if, if God would tell you today, go and present yourself to me. You have to come up or go up on the mountain and present yourself to me. What would you, what would you do? What you, would you uh, 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 think of doing? What, what, would, what would be your preparation for, for this journey? Present yourself, yourself uh, to me. Just, just to be, just to be present there, just, just to come. Be ready in the morning. Look, God says, be ready in the morning. But before, uh, before that, he said, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. Chisel out two stone. So he has to do something with it. It's not like just go pick up some stones uh, that, that uh, look like, like, uh, like stone tablets and just come to me and then I will do the rest. No, he said, chisel out the stone tablets. So it was like, why? Why, God, why should I do that? 
But there is a reason. Because it's, like, like we said, it's, it's a symbol uh, to our hearts. We have to prepare our hearts for God to work on that. We have to do diligent. You know what? And, and I, I'm just, just thinking of, of ourselves. We come every, every Friday. We come every Sunday. We come to home groups. And uh, you know what? It's not just something that we, we come like uh, because we don't, have, uh, we don't have anything else to do. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to go up in the mountain and make yourself available for Christ, for Holy Spirit to do something in your heart. And we have to prepare our heart. He said, chisel out two tablets. You know, I don't know uh, who, who works with, uh, with, with a stone, with a, a, a tile or natural stone. You know, I mean, I, I did try to, you know, to trim the tile. And you know, like, you don't, chick, 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 and they're like, ugh, it's too much. It's, it doesn't look like, like a square tile anymore. Okay, you have to take another one. You have to take another one. And, and our hearts, in the, in the beginning, they, the hearts look uh, not like a tablet, more like a, like a rock, more like a raw material, not very pleasant. Uh, looks like uh, something that, you know, has no value. But you have to do something that... Uh, some work on your heart. You have to do something. And you know what, what, what it takes to do? It takes chisel and a hammer. And it takes, you have to love pain, at least for a short period of time. You have to, you have to, как это заставить себя, force yourself to love pain for, for, for some period of time. Because when chisel touches you, you feel pain. You feel pain. But you have to make yourself available for that. You have to say, God, I understand my heart is not ready to meet you up in the mountain. And I'm coming up because you set time. You know, it says chisel out two stone tablets like, like the first time and I will write on them. So it's like Alpha and Omega. I will write on them. Okay. Go, chisel out, and I will write on them. Uh, be ready in the morning. And then come up on Mount Zion. So how much time do we have for, for, for that? All eternity? No. God has a time frame. He didn't say, Moses, whenever you're ready, I'm, I'm chilling out here up on the mountain. Just come whenever you, uh, how, whatever. Like in some churches, you can, you can, you can hear, come uh, just as you are, because God is so you know, pumped up to, to see your face. And he is like, like oh, he's like, just like longing for your presence. Uh, you just come as you are. Don't, don't worry about, about your life. Just God is going to be happy anyway. No. He gives, you, uh, he gives you orders. It's not like Moses said, God, I will come to you that time and I will bring something with me and you write on the tablets. No. God is in control. God is the, uh, is the uh, Alpha and, and Omega. He gives us orders. 
And we need, to, we need to love this because the God is God. God is good God. And when he gives you, and he gives you an advice, he gives you an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, to meet him, there, is, uh, there are some requirements. And he says, okay, be ready in the morning. What, what does it mean? It means that you don't have time, you don't have much time to sleep, to fool around, and to, to do something that you know, doesn't make sense. He had to get to work right away. He, get to, he, he, has, he had to start working right away because there is a time frame that he has to be ready. The same thing with us. Sometimes we're thinking, that I come to church and whenever I'm I'm feeling God and and okay well today was not a good service well next day you know what I am coming preparing myself and no, to be honest I was I was in one church in one uh, Pentecostal church and and it was preachers it, it, there were preachers like uh, five uh, preachers preaching uh, during the service. Each had 15 minutes, and they all speak about all different things. Absolutely. Different subjects. 15 minutes. And they, because they were, um, uh, you know, in line for preaching, they were waiting here, uh, their uh, turn uh, for like two months. And they, and they was like, just read, read the scripture and say something about it. And you can barely get something out of it. And, and one time, I said, God, I cannot survive with, with this kind of diet, uh, 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 you know, spiritual diet. I have to do something. Uh, and, and, you know, I remember when Holy Spirit uh, started uh, talking to me, and he said, prepare your heart. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always ready for you. doesn't matter who is preaching. If your heart is ready, you will be able to, to hear my, my word. You will be able to hear my voice. And you know what? I, I make decision to come to church. And no matter who preaches, I'm just like, I will get the gold nuggets out of nothing. I will get the best out of this preacher. And you know what? All of a sudden, I, got, uh, I start getting uh, revelations. Even in that kind of environment, even in, in, in the preachings like that, I was like, wow, this is the word of God. Okay. Da, da, da. And, and God started start doing something. But I had to come prepared. I had to come and not expect from, something from preacher, but expect something from God. Because I knew it was a God's church. It was my place for this church. And, and it means that God prepared something for me. And you know what? We don't have we don't have my, my choice. God has appointment. And if you come late, one day late, it was it, it will be just a regular mountain on the top of it. And you you will come, you will just look around and say, oops. I start hearing things. Looks like I was wrong or or there is no God. Hmm? I knew there is no God. Yeah, Buddha is God. Or you hear the word of God and you hear, you know, the conditions of God, of, of God's commands. He said, tomorrow morning, you come and, give, and be prepared. Prepare your heart. That's what's going on right now. We come to youth. 
not just to, to hear the entertainment. Not just to hear something that was like, oh, la, 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 oh, God, ooh, uh, do this, do this, okay, yeah, it's a new trend. And it's like, oh, yeah, this, this youth meeting is nice. No, we come here just to, uh, to prepare our hearts. And then you will be able to present it to God. And God, do so, God does something to your heart. That's what I would do. That's, a, that's what I would do. That's what Moses did. He went, actually he did exactly what God, uh, God told him to do. And you know what? Uh, Moses chiseled out two stones. It's, it's a four, uh, uh, verse 4. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones. And early in the morning, and went up on the, on the mountain early in the morning. As the Lord had commanded him. I love it. You know what? It was not like a, like, like a tablets like that. I'm pretty sure it was something like, like, like a stones. It was, it was no technology to make the, uh, the stones like that. And especially within one day. Right? So it was a heavy stones that he was carrying up on the mountain. It was something that was not pleasant. You had to meet God, and he knew. And he knew it's going to be heavy. But it was a purpose. That you would go, and you wouldn't feel the burden. It's not, it's not like, like, uh, uh, like running after the butterfly with, with a sack. Uh, it's, not, it's not. The life is, is going to be hard. But reward is going to be even, even, even better. Reward is going to be, is going to be better. He was carrying the mount. Um, um, my uh, uh, the pastor and, and my father-in-law, they went to, to Mount uh, uh, Sinai um, a couple years, something like maybe seven years ago. And, and the uh, pa- uh, pastor was saying, uh, telling me the story when, when my father-in-law got so tired and, and pastor was actually carrying him uh, uh, from the mountain. And uh, it's not like it's not like go up up the hill right here at the, at the heritage uh, uh, church. It's not the hill. It's a mount. It's real mount. And you have to go up. And you have to keep this uh, this weight with you. It's it's you're gonna feel the weight of God's of God's command. But this is the requirement. Sometimes you come to church, and you're like. Why? Why I'm in, in this in this choir or in in the, in the worship team? Why I, I signed up to be a, an usher? Why I signed signed up to to put these dividers? I don't know. Uh, now I'm stuck. Yeah, you will feel a burden. Or or somebody signed up for uh, uh, to to put the words up uh, on the screen. Yeah, it's a burden. It's 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 something that that you feel uh, like nagruska, uh, uh, pressure. Yeah, weight uh, weight on you. But this is this is life. In order to prepare your heart, it's a process. It's a painful process. And then God does something in your heart. And we have a wicked hearts. Do you know that? Did you know that? 
we all here, when we sit together, when we smile to each other, we are angels. But when we come home, when nobody sees, when nobody knows what, what is in our phones, in our thoughts, maybe in our relationships, then our nature, you know, comes up. But you, you know yourself. You know that you have a wicked heart. And I, and I have a wicked heart. And I understand. When I read the Bible, I understand. It's not going to, God is not going to take that for long. Too long. God is not going to wait un- until eternity for me to change. He is not going to wait for eternity for me to change. He has a he has, you know, certain time until tomorrow. And he, give us, he gives us you know, time frame to be changed. That's why when we read the, the Paul's, um, uh, the Paul's uh, 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 letter uh, 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 to, to, uh, Timothy, right? to Timothy, he, he reads that it's time for you to be adults, to be grown-ups. And you're still feeding milk? I mean, uh, who... I'm, I have, a, I have a, a job where my, I have a hard... Sometimes it's a, it's a hard work. Hard work? Uh, hard work requires a lot of energy. And I know if I would just drink milk, I would not survive on that work. It doesn't give you enough energy. It doesn't give enough uh, um, uh, of necessary things for your muscles to, to, you know, to grow and for you to develop. And so if we come and drink, constantly drink milk, drink milk, drink milk, drink milk for 10 years, we're going to be dystrophics. This, muscle dystrophy uh, uh, syndromes. We're all going to have that. And we're all going to see like church of... Uh, Invisibles, <laughs> and and we go. Well, I can't wait till whatever. Yeah, yeah. Obamacare comes. <laughs> I need a healing. No, you need a healer. And in order for you to 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 see the healer, we need to go up on the mountain. In order to go up on the mountain. We need to forget about milk. We need to work out. We need to work out. We need to do something. That's, that's why we don't have a lot of time. God gives you a certain period of time f- uh, for you to grow up. And then you become sick or, or ill. And uh, we have a wicked hearts, Wicked hearts that we need to work on. And it's uh, and you know it comes back to you, comes back to you. And my word, uh, when I'm preaching right now, is one of the one of the parts of this word is saying we need to take serious the stuff that's, that ha- that that take place in our hearts. We need to take serious all uh, uh, flaws in our character. Serious. Because it's 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 a right time for us to understand that God is calling us up on the mountain. He wants to give his full attention to you. He didn't ask all Israelites come to me as as a mighty group. No, 
as, a mind, as you alone. You, nobody else. No friends will be around. No friends will help you. No one going to help you. No one going to help you. You and God. You have to chisel. You didn't, you, you, you didn't ship uh, you know, the stone to China and, 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 and wait till, till it comes back chiseled you know, perfectly. No, you do that because you have only one day. China is too far away. You do that. And you have to take time. I mean, there is no, there is no place for, for uh, 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 union breaks. You know, it's, it's time for, for hard work. No union breaks. Just chisel, chisel, chisel. It will, it will, it will hurt. But it, it what makes you a, a special person for God. I'm not trying to, 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 to preach uh, legalism. No. It's just our heart. It, it, it's just our part that we all need to do. And you know what? I remember myself when I realized that I, my heart is so wicked. And God shows you one, one uh, thing after another. He doesn't show you everything at the same time. that You would die right, instantly. But he, he brings up uh, some uh, flaws of your life, of your character, one after another. And he, and he says, now, it, now it's, it's time for you to, to deal with this. What are you going to do with that? And you're like, you have, you have two choices. You have, uh, you have a choice to take a chisel and start working and start preparing your heart for God to ride on your heart his, uh, 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 his principles and his character. But you have to chisel out the everything that you, that you, you can do. And I remember when, when God show, uh, God uh, conf- confront, confronted me with, with the pride. And I was like, God, I understand. I'm a very prideful person. I'm very prideful. But it's in my nature. It's in me. It's in me. I, I just, I don't know how to get rid of this. You have to take some, do something. And, and God, and God kept, uh, kept telling me, no, you, don't, you do something. What can I do? It's like, start proclaiming my name. Start, start command. Start dealing with it. Start turning around. If, you, if you're having, if you're having a, a problem with, with, with the people, just start blessing them. I was like, blessing them? I, I don't even know how to form the bless, blessing words in my mouth. I said, you, you know how to do it. And you can do that. And this is your part. This is your chisel. Just start chiseling. And I'm just, uh, you know, telling you the real story. I was sitting here as a youth pastor and battling right here. Everyone else was singing and enjoying church. And I was like going through hell. Because I know that God was dealing with my character. And I understood if I'm going to lose this battle right now, I'm going to lose for good. I have to do something. This is my time. And I was screaming. If, if, you would, if we would have a scanners, that, uh, like, like you can uh, uh, read lips, uh, if, if you know, you know, some kind of uh, device would, would be developed that you can uh, you know, point at the person and whatever he is just you know, saying, you can transcript it. You know, on, on the screen, you would be surprised 
when everyone, everyone was glorifying God in the church. And I was like, I'm blessing this guy. I'm blessing him. I'm blessing. I'm, no, God bless him. Bless, bless. And, Kaputa, and like my whole nature was against, against these people. My whole nature was like, was like ready to curse. He did so bad to me. He did so much pain to me. I was like, no, I'm blessing. I'm blessing. I'm blessing. I'm blessing. I am one who pride. I am prideful. I am prideful. I God change me, change me, change me, change me, change me. No, no, this is my not my nature. This is not my nature. Take it, take it. No, this is not my nature. And I was like, and everybody was thinking, oh, he was he's so passionate, uh, you know, singing song. No, I was fighting to death with my character, preparing myself for the for that for that couple couple. Minutes of God's presence. When God pre- God's presence came down on a prayer. And I was like, God, you know, in, you know, ingrained, ingrained something in my heart. And I, and I realized, you know, on a scale 1 to 10, you know, the wickedness of my heart dropped from 10 to, 9, to 9.8. And I can, I, can, I, can, I can feel that. And then next day, again and again, again and again. And it's a hard work. But at the same time, you cannot do anything. Yes, you can prepare your heart. But he engraves his commandments on your heart. Because he wants to see all of us serving him and serving people. And we cannot serve people and we cannot serve God with a wicked heart no we can't it's a matter of time when we fall we have to prepare ourselves and we have certain time to do that we have time to do that today too but we have to take it serious you have to take it with to you not just redirecting to somebody else. No, it, it, it's, actually, it's actually about me. It's about my life. And he, and he, what did he do? And he carried two stone tablets in his hand. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And I passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious and, and gracious God, slow to anger. You would never expect this word, uh, these words or these characteristics of God in the Old Testament. When I was reading, I was like, God, that's, that's, what, that's what actually you want to reveal yourself to these people? I was ready that he's going to say, well, I'll kill all of you if you're not going to obey me. But he is revealing himself. He says, no, I'm different. I'm the Lord, the Lord, the compassion. I'm compassionate. I'm a gracious God, slow to anger, abounding, abounding in love and faithfulness. Wow. He is revealing himself as a as a very kind, compassionate, gracious God, slow to anger. 
And I was like, yeah. And then he gives ten commandments. So basically, when I connect these two thoughts together, I can see, do you know what I can see? I can see that these commandments, these ten commandments, were given to us that, the, that we would experience God gracious and, and, uh, and compassionate and slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. Maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. So that we would never think that God is is angry God. That He is a loving God. He is a loving God. And this and His commandments are actually made for us to be to be in His presence. That we would we would understand who He is, and we would love His commandments, not just uh, just blindly obey and it's like no I don't care or, or God is is like machine no he is very here here is very loving God and forgiving God and uh, and he and then Moses uh, bowed to the ground at once and worshiped And then he uh, engraved his Ten Commandments in his uh, in the tablets. And as you can see, Ten, uh, ten Commandments are separated. It's like why why two tablets? Why why not one tablet? Because uh, there is two tablets. Like five uh, five commandments are talking about relationship between people and God, and then. Uh, when it talks about parents, it's actually the same commandments. Actually, about respecting God through uh, 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 through your parents, and then other five: don't kill, don't uh, steal, etc. Five. It's about relationship with, between between people. So basically, we have to prepare our tablets for a relationship between me and God and actually also we have to prepare our relationship tablets that we would that we would not hate each other but we would somehow prepare you know the way for God to be to be that connector connection point between me and, and my and my brother between me and that uh, and and the world that is dying outside of, of, of this world and my revelation at least I, I received the revelation uh, when I was reading this passage uh, the Moses went up with 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 the tablets up on the on the Mount Zion twice you remember he broke uh, uh, tablets uh, first tablets once and when I was praying I got I, I got that from from Holy Spirit that first time he came for himself that God engraved his commandments in his heart 
but he was not ready to, to, to go on the horizontal. He was not ready to, to, to establish that relationship with people. And then the second time, he went, he went up, you know, to us, 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 uh, uh, or a defender of his people. And then when he, he came back, he, he brought commandments to, uh, to, to the whole, uh, uh, you know, to whole congregation, to his people. So we have to fight, first of all, for us, that we would be uh, in good relationship with Christ. And then we have to learn how to fight for each other. We know how to, how to present ourselves to God. Uh, you know, in relationship between 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 us, we need to we need to love each other. We need to progress. We need to uh, uh, you know go up in in that area and find ourselves serving each other. How to serve each other? How to be uh, uh, a plus to some someone else? How to how to improve somebody's life? And uh, I don't want to go further I, w- I just I just want to pray with you just want to pray and Noah is Noah here oh, he, he here can we can we sing uh, this song again uh, I give my life I give myself I give myself If we can sing this song, it, it was actually perfect. Uh, and I just want to ask you if you if you can stand up and think about you as a Moses. Think about you. That God gave you a command. He wants He wants to come and touch your heart. He wants to deal with imperfection in you. He wants to deal 